0: What's up ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Mike and Merv coming to you from the Mike and Merv podcast on a special Thursday night edition, Rams Vikings, we're live from Airhouse say hey, what's up Merv.
1: Hey man, happy to be here man, the drinks about to start flowing, it should be a great game man, especially with Minnesota coming off of that ridiculous, ridiculous uh, nonsense this past Sunday.
0: We're going to get into that game in a little bit, but uh, you know as Merv always likes to do, he has to get some stuff off his chest and he has to clown a few people real quick.
1: Look, man, uh, I said it before and I'll say it again, man. I never believed in Jimmy G. Uh, I told you ahead of time it was going to be risky. Um, the concept being is that it, it seems only fair that I don't hope bad things happen to you. But if you get paid $30 million and you decide to take a bad jump and the safety almost takes your head off and you're carted away on a car I'm able to laugh like, ha-ha, take that, you overpaid clown.
0: Listen, it was not his fault. That man, I mean, look. You, if you see the play, he's definitely trying to get more yards than he should. Everybody's saying that the Chiefs player hit him dirty. I didn't see a dirty hit. It's definitely one of those freak injury type of things. So, I mean, you can't get paid $30 million when million you, when you won less than 30 games. That's yeah,
1: but the question is, Mike, have you ever physically seen $30 million get wheelbarrowed off of a field like that?
0: Uh, No, shout-out to Jimmy G. First time for everything.
1: Well, going from one guy who's getting paid way too much to do nothing to a guy who's happy to have a job now. Uh, how do you feel about one of the uh, one of the famous kneelers getting a job, getting getting
0: back in the NFL? Uh, shout out to Eric Reed. Uh, definitely, you know, definitely an upgrade at safety. Him and Mike Adams. We had a the North Sens, uh Sensory, whatever his name is, going on injury reserve for two concussions. So it's uh, definitely an upgrade. Uh, I hope Kaepernick's next, and. Uh,
1: Kaepernick will never play another down in the NFL. I love the guy. I support the cause. I'm kneeling right now as we record this podcast. But i am telling you right now, after being in the face of Nike and spitting in front of all those conservatives, he'll never play another down in the NFL.
0: I mean, if you think about it, Kaepernick definitely won the long game. Nike's uh, stock has significantly increased. I think about $6 billion last time I read it. So, shout out to Cap. Uh I'm happy for Eric Reed. And if Kaepernick doesn't get it again, he, he'll always be remembered for one of the leading leading mobile quarterbacks in, in, this, uh, in this day and age.
1: Speaking of mobile quarterbacks, man, how you feel about this? Roughing the passer nonsense, bro.
0: Oh, you mean that patty cake stuff? Uh,
1: Look, man, how gently do you have to lay a quarterback down and not get a flag tonight?
0: I think Kevin, Kevin, Hart, Kevin Hart definitely made the blueprint for it. So, I mean, you know, uh, Clay Matthews might be out of a job if he keeps talking about the NFL. Um, like I said, man, bring a pillow, bring a sleeping bag, because, you know, quarterbacks, I feel like, you know, I don't want to I don't want to play race in this, but all the white quarterbacks again is cuz look at the hit cam took against the Falcons and that guy just got ejected. That was Tom Brady. Look, man, that guy, to him would be suspended for three years.
1: Look, man, I don't, I don't know if it's a race thing, and for once, I'm not gonna say it's a race thing. But I will say this: uh, the, the sport of football has evolved now. Nobody wants to see a defensive battle. They want to see you hit the ball deep. They want to see high flying, fantasy scoring football. And if you're doing anything to prevent the quarterback from getting the ball out of his hands, guess who's getting a flag? Look like the goddamn United Nations out there last Sunday.
0: True. I mean, so if it's fantasy implications, they might as well just take the defense out of fantasy, what you think?
1: Uh, they might as well, since everybody's getting up with penalized, but, I mean, what can you really do? But if, if we get a moment, I'd also like to mention a few other crazy things that have happened this, this past Sunday. Um, number one, as I'm going to Jersey right now, uh, number nine, Drew Brees. I got a number for you, right? Okay. number is 6,326.
0: What's that, touchdowns? Because no, it seems like he throws a touchdown. That
1: is, <laughs> is 6,326 completions in his 18-year career, surpassing, destroying the previous record by Brett Favre. Exactly six thousand and three hundred, even for most completions in NFL history. The man can't miss. He's the goat. You can argue everything you want to say about him, but look. Everybody always argues me this, okay? To tell you this, right? As a quarterback, your job is to make touchdowns and make completions. Those are the things you're supposed to do, right? You're right. Nobody has done those two things better on a more consistent basis than Drew Brees. Drew Brees, therefore, is the greatest quarterback of all time. All right? All-time completions leader, multiple-time record-setting touchdowns. The man is the greatest of all time. I don't care what you say.
0: Hey, you won't hear me say this a lot. I respect Drew Brees. Uh, I think if he wins one more Super Bowl, he could be better than Tom Brady. Uh, Right now, you know, in this day and age, Stats count, but championships last longer. So
1: Look, man, I don't want to cuss I know this kid's listening, but that's that's horse patootie, all right? Because everybody talks about how great Dan, Dan, uh, Dan Reno is. he never won a championship. And everybody talks about how great Aaron Rodgers is, and Drew Brees and him have the same amount of championships. For some reason, everybody's still go about freaking
0: Aaron Rodgers. All right, all right. Enough about Drew Brees. Anyway,
1: anyway. There's a few other things that did happen this week. Um, all right, I got number four. I got number uh, 38. 38. Saints receiver Michael Thomas is caught. Uh, 38 catches through the last three games, the most in NFL history for a starting wide receiver in three a three-game stretch. He
0: should be on pace for what, 200, right? Easy. The man
1: can't be touched. How many people start acting treating him like like another Michael, Michael Jordan? I need people to go, you know what, I'm going to guard everybody else, and I'm going to let Mike do what he does. Mike can stop everybody else because you ain't stopping Mike Thomas for no,
0: nothing. I definitely Mike Thomas is a grown man in the NFC South, and he's putting his name into the hat for top ten receivers in the NFL. Um, I do – it's always cool to see a guy start this pace, but uh, I don't. I mean, I don't think he can keep it up. You know, they're gonna have to start running the ball more to stay, to stay even. But I definitely give him over 150 catches.
1: That's fantastic, man. Another guy's really impressive, man. is gonna be Patrick Mahomes, man. Uh, I got a number for you, 13. That's- 13 touchdown passes in the first three games of his NFL season as a starter. That is the most in NFL history for a starting quarterback in the first three games of the season, surpassing Peyton Manning for 12 back in 2013. The man is setting records. Do you think this is a trend, or is this guy the real thing?
0: I don't judge nobody or no player until week 8 of the season. So this week 8, he's still throwing three or four touchdowns, 400 yards, scrambling left to right, throwing off his uh, throwing arm, Throwing spirals off his thorn arm, uh, yeah. I think I think the Mahone train is gaining some tra- traction right now. So, but we see if he can keep it up, just like Mike Thomas. I just need to see it for the long run.
1: Alright, also I got another number for you Right Number number is 102 And notice not how many opinions you've had that I've completely discarded at this point Since okay. we started this podcast okay. It's the number of rushing touchdowns in the career that Adrian Peterson has uh, Now moving him up to the sole position of 7th place in all-time rushing Now 7th place, there's not a lot of spots ahead of him um, I don't know if he'll get the chance to play any more seasons after this but being one of the greatest rushers of all time and having the 102 touchdowns, how do you feel about the rest of this season? Is he already a first ballot Hall of Famer, Adrian Peterson?
0: Yeah, he he, he can have. He didn't have to play another down for me to, to vote for him for first ballot. Uh, he's just showing he's a serviceable back still. Uh, he's still running this thing. I don't think he's, he can take the 25-plus load. But definitely shout-out to AP for still showing that he got it.
1: All right, and I'm going to throw you a little bone here on this one as well. Um, 57. Okay. That is the amount of rushing touchdowns Cam Newton has in his career, making him the most <laughs> rushing touchdown-having quarterback in the history of the NFL. Okay, now, he's maxed out at three three games with at least three rushing touchdowns. He needs one touch one game with four rush touchdowns to beat uh, Steve Young. Do you think he can do it before the end of his career?
0: I'm gonna say my bold prediction, and I'll say he'll do it three times before the end of his career.
1: That's a bold move, man. He's only getting bigger and slower. I don't know, man. Hey, those goal line runs add up to touchdowns, too. All right, man. I got one last number for you, man. Uh, 128. Uh, That is how many tackles, solo tackles, that Terrell Suggs has in his entire NFL career. Uh, The man's a Hall of Famer. He's already proven himself. There are very few people ahead of him as far as it. Most of them are already enshrined uh, over in Canton. Uh, You got uh, Bruce Smith. Uh, you got Lawrence Taylor, uh, you got Jason Taylor, um, and soon to be in there Michael Strahan eventually. Okay. Uh, you know uh, Terrell Suggs, man, uh, one of the greatest linebackers of all time. Yeah, you're in
0: there. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely maximized his uh, his opportunity playing with one of the greatest middle linebackers at all time, Ray Lewis. Uh, definitely, the production hasn't dropped off since Ray Lewis left. But you know, age is playing into Ter- Terrell Suggs. I definitely do think uh, he'll be getting that gold jacket when it's time.
1: Hey man, I'm, I hear you man. There's a couple of crazy things that happened this week. Uh, we'll get right back to you after the break.
2: Hi,
0: I'm Black Man from the Offensive Line.
2: Now I know what you're thinking. Uh-huh. I don't even sound like Black Man. That's because the Offensive Line has been doing a couple of new things and I want to share those with you. Yes, we went through some changes. Now, format is a little different. Thanks to Damien Carlson, he actually changed things around a little bit for us. But don't worry, we're still going to say things like this. <coughs> if, oh, it alrighty. You, if it makes you feel better, I saw a stripper pull a tampon out of my pussy. That's yeah. on, on Instagram. Disgusting. Man. And let's not forget stuff like this. The Asian dude with the black girlfriend yes. that he tried to uh, suck his dick? Yes. Okay. Oh, he remembers. Oh, of course he remembers. Mm-hmm. And don't freak out, we're going to still have new stories like this come on and on, called him the Catch Me If You Can molester. If you've, ever, if you've ever seen Catch Me If You Can, he just fucking cons his way to any job he wants. Yeah, yeah. He's just, he's just, <laughs> right, yeah. Molest me if you can. Dang, yeah. Comes <laughs> with theaters near you. <laughs> still directed by Steven Spielberg. That'll be nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we it's actually the sequel. But Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio is coming back. Yeah, this one, just molest me if you can. He's fat this time. <laughs> 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 so no worries. The Fitzalonic so will still be just as fantastic as you remembered. And also, you can still catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, our website, OffensiveLine.net, and even on Radio Vegas Rocks. (laughs) Right? Offensive Line. Been just as shitty as you.
1: Hey, America. I just wanted to let you guys know about what's going on in the NFL uh, from a different perspective, it's been a little bit of wild. There's been a lot of wild blowouts and, and and teams come up out of nowhere doing things that they're physically not able to do. Uh, but I'll break it down for you. It's, it's more about what's going on than what's not. Um, for example, watch the weapons. The biggest disparity between the have and the have nots this season is not the quarterback play, but the quality and depth of the offense supporting cast. Patrick Mahomes has been phenomenal, but his 13 touchdown explosion has as much to do with Tiger Hill's ability to Turn shallow crosses into long touchdowns and Travis Kelsey's one-handed catches and Sammy Watkins facing single coverage on every snap as much as it has to do with Mahomes' convincing Brett Favre impersonation. As well as throw out weird blowouts. The Bills' 27-6 victory over the Vikings on Sunday was a solid win for a floundering team. It was also a little bit of a fluke. Kirk Cousins fumbled twice deep in the Bills' territory in the first quarter, and once the Bills built up a 7-0 lead, It was like the field itself tilted in their favor. Sam Donald became the biggest thing to hit Big Apple since Hamilton after a 48-17 Jets blowout of the Lions in the season opener. It was a great effort, but it was also a turnover mistake field avalanche of a game. And finally, follow the bouncing ball. The Bills and Vikings game illustrates turnovers have a major impact on both early season standings and our impressions of teams. Uh, Like the Dolphins are plus four in takeaways over the first three games. They see interceptions against Marcus Mariota and Blaine Gabbert, for God's sakes, a rookie Sam Donaldson, and starting after a short week in Derek Carr heaving bombs into triple coverage. The Dolphins don't appear to have the Jaguars or Rams caliber defense, so they should fall back to earth once they face better quarterbacks. Then again, they play in a division with a pair of rookies, so they could also run a turnover advantage straight into the, the winning season. So keep a few of these tips in mind as you look at these games this upcoming week. And also keep this in mind when you're looking over the waiver wire for your fantasy team. Uh, That's all I had to say, America. You're welcome. Hey, And we're back. Now, before we get into these predictions for week three, uh, there's a few wild things that happened this past week that are kind of making it a little tricky to pick these games, isn't it, Mike?
0: Oh, man, very tricky. All
1: right, now, uh, you wanted to discuss real quickly just, okay, so Buffalo, you got Josh Allen uh, leaping over people, tossing everything he can, you know, giving everybody the business. Uh, Is that a one-time thing or will that continue?
0: I definitely think it's a one-time thing. You know, Josh Allen has shown flashes, but I don't think – Buffalo's gonna to go to anybody else's house and drop 26 points. They definitely covered their Vegas spread and they had the this is a different, this is another stat line you didn't mention. They had the the biggest win total in the NFL since 2016. You wouldn't you wouldn't associate the Buffalo Bills and the biggest win total in almost three seasons with the Buffalo Bills. So I think that's definitely a, a one and done type thing.
1: <laughs> I mean I feel you on that. The argument was everybody kept arguing with me. Talking about uh, how, how serious Baker Mayfield was the last Thursday's game. Um, I told him, hey, said I said, wait, just wait a little bit. Something's going to happen this weekend. Trust me, uh, Josh Allen proved me right. And I know I about Baker Mayfield, but I was like, Josh Allen might be that dude, might be the savior of northern New York.
0: Hey, shout-out to Josh Allen, though. I don't hate on no young buck that's that's getting, uh, getting some shine right now.
1: All right, real quick, speaking of a guy who has a long way to go before he reaches Canton, two guy who got to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, how do you feel about Drew Brees putting them, putting them juke moves on everybody, Getting his
0: stick on them? Either? Listen, those same guys, oh, they don't hit Cam Noon in the helmet, but they let Drew Brees do a spin move. If you look at it, if I saw it right, I was a little uh, – not intoxicated, but I was a little uh, drinking. But... uh Drew Brees rushed for the final two Saints touchdowns. You wouldn't associate rushing touchdowns and Drew Brees a lot of the time. He had the the spin move that looked like a Madden move, and then he had the game-winner in overtime. So, I mean, it's it, I, I don't know what's going on in the NFL. Uh, I hope I hope order is restored soon and things can get back to normal. Well,
1: well, getting back to normal, speaking of which, all right. Um, so we're looking at the games for week four. And I'm gonna I'm gonna just go through them real quickly, and and you let me know how you're feeling about prediction wise. Is that okay?
0: Let's run, Let's run it, man. All right,
1: I'm just getting about start pretty soon. Uh, they've already have gone by the time this this episode goes up. Yes. Yeah. But uh, we got Minnesota in LA. LA being probably the most dominant team in the NFL this season. Uh, Minnesota looking that way until they ran into the buzzsaw, which was you know the
0: Buffalo Bills.
1: Uh, so who you got right now uh, in LA?
0: Uh, if you told me this game a week ago, I had the Rams. But with the, both of the corners hurt, even though um, Marcus Peters is going to play, but you obviously with that bad calf, he's going to definitely be a target. I th- I mean, the the Rams front is still ferocious with Donald and Sue and those boys, Michael Brockers. But I think Kirk Cousins comes into the road, comes on the road and steals one.
1: All right, man. Um, I'm going with the LA Rams on this one. Man, I think they'll still be dominant. though they'll use the same thing that happened to Minnesota, that because because Buffalo's secondary isn't all that serious either, and no. they were able to steamroll them. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Rams on that one. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Cincinnati in Atlanta. Atlanta coming off of that depressing loss in overtime. Cincinnati being surprisingly a decent team in the AFC North.
0: Uh, I definitely. Uh, it's, 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 it's this 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 is grounds for a shootout. And you get into a shootout with Atlanta unless you're. Unless you're uh, New Orleans, you're going to lose. Atlanta takes the shootout.
1: All right. I'm going to go to Atlanta as well. Uh, we got Tampa Bay, surprisingly Tampa Bay, coming off their first loss of the season, uh, going against Chicago, who's hit or miss, depending on how the defense feels like playing. Let's be honest, at this point, it's not the Chicago Bears. It's the Chicago Max at this point.
0: I definitely said when uh, Khalil Max signed, it was definitely a three-plus win team with him. Um, we, we, this may be a baby controversy with quarterbacks in Tampa, but we all know who should be the starter for the rest of the season. I'm going to go ahead and say it now, Fitzpatrick. But the Bears' defense is stifling, and I have a bold prediction. The Bears' defense scores twice this game.
1: I uh, I disagree. And I think they start Winston, which is the correct thing to do, because I think that the Fitzgerald's train is coming to a stop, and if they want to get off before it hits the tracks and everything goes terrible, they'll start in Winston. I got Tampa Bay going over Chicago. Okay. All right, uh, we got Detroit coming off of probably the biggest upset win uh, in a long
0: time. You mean their Super Bowl win?
1: I'm saying coming over against, uh, against New England, um, against a Dallas team who just can't seem to get it together.
0: <sighs> Listen. You You was on this show and you said Dak Prescott would win a Super Bowl. That's a long. And you're the, you're the same guy that said Russell Wilson would win MVP. That's a long time ago. Detroit wins this big.
1: Um, you know what, man? I think Dallas turns it around. I think they figure out what's going on. They get the rushing game going. Zeke's still hungry. They're gonna feed him a little bit more. He didn't get enough touches last game. I got Detroit over. I mean, I got Dallas over Detroit. Alright. Um next week we got uh the Buffalo, the, the, the toughest team in the NFL. Uh what is, what's that, the 90 Buffalo Bills? I'm saying, right? Uh against against the Green Bay Packers.
0: Oh, Aaron Rodgers. He's hobbled. Coming off that bad loss against the Redskins. Mm-hmm. Uh Lightland doesn't strike twice for the Bills. I got Rodgers close still.
1: Uh, um, I'm gonna go with uh Green Bay as well. You shouldn't bet against Aaron Rodgers, nah. but you know, Buffalo's wild. Buffalo's going to go against them. going to go with, with Green Bay on that one. Let's get it. Uh, we got uh, Philadelphia Eagles in what I think is probably the worst Super Bowl champions tour anybody's ever had this season.
0: Definitely. Barely winning
1: games. Losing, losing something they should have
0: won. Colts should have won that.
1: Uh, coming into coming into uh, Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee is not a terrible team. Uh, they just can't seem to get everything to click.
0: They just released Rashad, uh, Rashad Matthews at his request, though.
1: So what do you think happens when Philly heads down over to Tennessee?
0: The health of Mariota is going to play big in this one. Tennessee's defense, uh, definitely stifling. But uh, I don't know, man. Philly Philly will find a, find a way late again. The tight end, the quarterback tight end connection on that team runs deep. Uh, I definitely got Philly in this, though.
1: I'm going to take Tennessee, not even to go against you, but because at this point it seems to be part of money to bet against the the last season of Super Bowl champions at this point. Okay. Um, we got um, we got Houston and, and Indianapolis, uh, two teams that you know you never know what you're getting out of it, except that you know that Houston's not going to be good.
0: I would say flip a coin, but I probably still wouldn't get it with this one. Uh, Houston's zero three. I think they get their first win against the Colts, who are playing a lot better than people th- people thought they would. All
1: right. Now here's the money bowl. All right. Um, the biggest spread in Vegas. Uh, you know um, the money. Smart money is on this one. Uh, you got Miami heading to Foxborough to face, to face a, a Patriots team that's licking their wounds right now. Okay. Do you take the Miami destructive defense, or do you go with the proven champions of the New England Patriots?
0: Until you beat them, I'm going to go with Brady. I don't think the Lions got. I mean, the Lions got the best of them to, due to Matt Patricia, but this is the Dolphins. They. Hardly ever show up when it's time. They are playing good. They take their first loss of the year. Brady plays a stellar game. Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman are supposed to play this week, so that's something to watch as well. All
1: right, man, it's uh, it's the uh, it's the potential uh, worst QB uh, pairing of the weekend. Uh, we got uh, Sam Donald uh, against Blake Bortles. We got the Jets versus Jacksonville. Who you got?
0: I definitely got Jacksonville with their defense.
1: I'm not even going to go into details on that one. I'll let that one ride. Uh, we got the, Cle- the new look Cleveland Browns behind Baker Mayfield uh, going against the same old Derek Carr Raiders. Uh, we looking at on that
0: one. Uh, definitely Baker Baker doesn't win this one. John Gruden has to get a, uh, a win. Uh, after this weekend, there will be no more winless teams in the NFL.
1: I'm going to go with Cleveland only because of the fact that you got a brand new quarterback playing against a defense that's been played since the 1980s. I don't know. I'm going to go with Cleveland on this one. All right. Uh, we got uh, Sierra's husband in Seattle going against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals uh, are probably the worst team in football at this point, specifically. Um, who are you looking at?
0: Uh, Arizona Cardinals are starting Josh, Josh Rosen. He's... Very nonchalant, has didn't show me anything, even though they thrusted him into a two-minute warning try to make him win the game. I got Seattle late.
1: All right, fair enough, fair enough, man. Uh, we got the, the New Orleans Saints team, the mixed bag, but you know Duby's going to get it done, uh, against the New York Giants, who, in theory, on paper, have the potential to win any game, but just haven't seemed to get everything. And going. that's
0: another team that's playing better than expected, but, yeah, it's the Saints in this one.
1: I'm going to say it's obviously as well. Uh, We got uh, the San Francisco 49ers with you know, you guess who at quarterback? I don't know. I don't know if you're starting if, or something.
0: If you listen, if you listen to the beginning of the show, you know why he's saying
1: that. <laughs> and uh, I guess the L.A. Chargers, um, another uh, interstate battle. Uh, who you got? Uh, the question mark in San Francisco or uh, Phillip Rivers out in? Up there. I
0: got Chargers big time. It's going to be Fourth of July in L.A.
1: Oh wow! Okay, fair enough. Fair enough, man. Uh, okay. we got the, the Sunday night game. We got the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Mm. With a a newly revamped offense, offense is not is not vanilla anymore. How do you feel about that?
0: Hey, I'm excited. I'm happy for Joe Flacco. I think ever since the addition of uh, the addition of uh, Lamar Jackson, he's definitely playing like he wants to stay.
1: Right, and you got the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, go um, who feel like they they can play. They basically are who they want to be. They're
0: going to pass the ball. Let's be real.
1: They're going to play to their potential. Uh, Who you got? You got uh, you got the Baltimore new offense against the classic uh, Pittsburgh defense.
0: I'm um, definitely going Baltimore in this one. Uh, Baltimore to i mean, Steelers took advantage of Fitzpatrick trying to keep up, keep up the hype. Joe Flacco doesn't make no mistakes. Uh, I say uh, it's a Joe Flacco game. When I say a Joe Flacco game, it's 250, two touchdowns, and probably two or three, two or three uh, first downs rushing. Fair enough, fair enough, man. And
1: the game, the final game of the weekend, uh, Monday night game, October first. Um, we got uh, the Kansas City Chief. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's Patrick Mahomes.
0: It's Patrick Mahomes. Is
1: he a superhero? Is he an archangel? Is he a failed version of a Brett Favre clone uh, uh, going into Denver to face a Denver team who might have been on Whether get you picking up that that, that contract for, for Case Keenum?
0: Yeah, might have. Um, hey, I'm going to ride the wave until it falls off. I got Mahomes in closely, though. You know, division games, they're always close no matter what.
1: All right, now I'm going to ask this now. Um, instead of going through each game individually, um, I want you to give me one guy that nobody probably has on their team and who you think is going to be the highest-scoring fantasy player this week.
0: One guy that you, that I don't think people have on their team. Uh, Austin Elker, if I've said his name right, is the backup running back for the San Diego Chargers. I mean, uh, L.A. Chargers, I'm sorry. Definitely uh, Gordon Gordon's a high-injury prone, so they're trying to watch his reps. They are feeding him, but they are watching his reps at the same time. Uh, He's definitely posted at least seven or more fantasy points in every game this year. Uh, uh, Two-touchdown game a couple weeks ago. He had a good game against the vaunted, so-called vaunted Rams defense. And the highest-scoring player I think this week would be Drew Brees
1: both, both dishes man um hey man the game's about to start we gotta go catch it that's what we're here to do yeah um any last thoughts or opinions about, about the next week of football
0: uh no hopefully uh some orders restored and uh again we appreciate appreciate the support shout out to our boys over there at the offensive line podcast and uh have a good night everybody
1: hey man take it easy by the way, last moment uh please
0: jimmy butler come to brooklyn <laughs> you have a good
1: night everybody yeah. let's go let's go good
0: morning. Lock up my fault, yeah, it looked like McCoy late was coming up the middle. Hey, my fault, Ben. I've never seen a defensive lineman apologize.
2: <laughs> he was apologizing in mid-hit. My fault, here?
0: Hey, my fault, Ben.